Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Lit AF Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I am always excited to be back here with you, serving up amazing conversations about personal and spiritual growth. And this week is no exception to that. I am having a solo episode today talking about chasing freedom. And this is a fun episode because I talk about how I channeled the topic of this episode during an Akashic Records reading that I did on my own. And I decided to go with my gut and do an episode based on this topic, which was not at all what I was going to talk about this week. (laughs) But here we are. So stick around. I talk about chasing freedom and the fact that freedom is a really important need for the fearful avoidant, how it showed up in my childhood and how it's showing up as an adult and my most recent journey of chasing freedom and where that has led me to, which has been just a whole scary (laughs) up-leveling. I'm in the mix. I'm doing it. If you are on the path of entrepreneurship, This episode is for you, for sure. I hope you enjoy. And before we get into this week's episode, as always, I want to do my check-in for the week. And today, I want to talk more about my birthday because it was so fun. And I really have been in this anxious free fall. I have been super anxious about the listens, how many listens I've had on the podcast, how many likes I'm getting on social media, how many people are attending Magnetic AF member meetups, just so many things. And I had some real, real anxiety about resource scarcity and I just kind of like abandoned all the tools that I have that I know and love and decided to free fall. That's the path that I took. And the lower I free falled, the more I sunk into the stories around all these situations that I was believing. And I think I did fall into a depression. For the first time in my life, I can resonate with depression, which I'm actually celebrating because I think as a good coach, I should know what that feels like. And as a 6-3 profile, I have to try everything in order to know what it feels like. I can't just see you do it and learn from you. So I tried it out, tried on some depression, and I'm really trying not to make light of depression. But I, I, I really did experience it for the first time. Like it was hard to get out of bed. I was definitely having very existential thoughts. And was kind of like really unsure what the whole point of life was. And I sat in it. I did. And it felt good to sit in those feelings. I am really curious if I've had those feelings before, but I just never allowed myself to go that deep before. If you are depressed and it's serious, please seek help. Uh, That's an obvious disclaimer, but I do feel passionate about the fact that I knew that there was going to be some hope on the other side of where I was. And there's no shame in asking for help, literally. So many people, so many of you listeners have told me that this show has inspired you to seek therapy. And I am so proud of that because we all need help. And there is just no shame in asking for it. So if you are in that right now, I highly recommend seeking some some help because tools that you're going to get from this therapist are going to help you to retrain your brain to think in a different way. 
<sighs> okay, so birthday weekend though. I feel like I have this usual existential dread that I have around my birthday. I was making a joke with a friend of like, I'm doing that thing where I'm putting off making plans so that when I do actually make plans, everyone else has already made their own plans and they're unable to come. And then I blame them for not coming because they weren't thinking about how it was my birthday. (laughs) Like, what? I shared this with my friend and she's like, oh yeah, I do that too. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm catching myself in this very avoidant pattern. I'm trying to put things off. I want attention, but I don't want your attention, if you know what I mean. So I was having those thoughts. I was realizing that I'm 36. What does that mean? Like I'm past the like medical geriatric age. Fuck you, medical system. Like it's bullshit and you're whatever, causing a lot of harm and (sighs) mental issues with women trying to have babies and things like that. So quit fucking with my, <laughs> with my ovary timeline. Thank you. Would appreciate that. Okay. But besides that, I decided to just, I had like an intention this year and that was to accept the love of people reaching out to me on my birthday. And that was it. That was it. Just accept the love that was there. And that anyone who I had a little gathering, like anyone who came to the gathering was meant to be there. And if people didn't attend. It didn't mean that they didn't love me. They just, you know, had other life things. It was amazing. I felt so incredibly loved. I really celebrated myself. I let the love in. I didn't even check Facebook. I have a tendency to like check how many people have wished me a happy birthday on Facebook, which is just like horrible. It's not about numbers. It's not about looking good. It's like quality. It's about who's reaching out and how they're reaching out. And that just felt so good to me. And it had this ripple effect in the weekend and hanging out with my husband. We like, I feel like we're back in the honeymoon phase. This is our second year of marriage. And I feel like we're meeting each other again for the first time. And it's really fun. I'm really enjoying it. So had a lake day, had an ocean day, like got into some water, freaked out about the drought and climate change, kind of came back around that and realized that like, w- you know, what we're going to do is we're going to figure out, we're going to make a plan and we're going to figure it out. Get ready for more climate change stuff on this podcast because whew, hit me big time. So that was my birthday and it was so wonderful. And thank all of you for your birthday wishes towards me because I really, really appreciate it. And you are welcome that I was born because you get to be graced with this presence. (laughs) Kidding. Not really. (laughs) And with my birthday and this climbing out of this anxious hole, I am very excited to announce that the tip jar is open for Lit IF. So if you are enjoying listening to this podcast, please consider making a financial contribution to keep the show running. Your support helps to cover things like our recording software, our publication software. There's a lot of softwares that go into it. I was a little surprised by that. But you can also help to cover the costs of our podcast editor slash producer, who's amazing, and many other things. And I would really appreciate your support. I've got some fun Thank you gifts for anyone that donates on the Patreon. That includes shout outs on the episodes, monthly meditations, uh, self-care practices and tools from me or a podcast guest from this month. If you're donating at the big girl levels, you have access to voting on questions that I'll be asking podcast guests. Super fun. A thank you for even considering supporting the show. 
I hope to keep it going forever, to be quite honest. <laughs> Don't really have a date on this one. <laughs> but your support will really help me keep the show going. There's a spreading, surprising amount of costs associated with this podcast. It's about $1,100 for a month. So your support will really, really help me. And if you're interested in donating, head over to the website, sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. And there you can see the link to the Patreon. You can make a one-off donation. There's a bunch of information about what it goes to support. So go ahead and check it out, which is sarahcohan.com, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. And uh, I think that's it for my announcements. And without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. So for today, I'm excited to do something a little bit different. So last night I was tapping into my Akashic Records and I asked the records to tell me the theme to talk about for today's episode. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I have been trying to tap into my Akashic Records in so many different ways. I've had so many different guests on the podcast to talk about the Akashic Records, including Jess Briggs, Helen Vonderheide, and so many more. I feel like a lot of people are talking about the Akashic Records, even if they aren't referencing them directly on the show. And I had a friend tip me off, a lovely friend, Vanessa, tip me off about using automatic writing um, as part of tapping into my Akashic Records. So, and then she also sent me a new prayer, which I tried out last night. And this was kind of all in tandem while listening to Rewilding the Tarot with lovely Lindsay Mack, who will be on the podcast next week. And... She was talking about how to tap into your guides while reading tarot cards. And she really like hones in on the point that because we've been indoctrinated by organized religion in our society, and I absolutely grew up in organized religion. I grew up Episcopalian. I was both baptized and confirmed in the Episcopalian faith, which is hilarious because my parents immediately stopped practicing or my mom immediately stopped practicing after I was confirmed. (laughs) Thanks, mom. I fought her tooth and nail for the record, but I still did it. And because of that indoctrination, we have this idea that we need to use someone else, aka a priest, to connect with spirit. And that really, really resonated with me because I have this idea, this concept in my mind that it should feel a certain way or that I'll know exactly when I've tapped in, or that I need someone else to help me with this. And yes, I think that spiritual doulas and coaches are so great in getting you there, but then it's up to me to take that next last step to like actually connect and be confident in what my connection is. So after listening to this segment from Lindsay Mack, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to try it and I'm going to be confident about it. I'm going to try this automatic writing and I'm going to try this new prayer. And I could like feel myself getting so excited and I sat down and I like got a little tingly in my chest because I couldn't wait to try this new technique and see what it was going to feel like. And of course, I cleared my space. I got out my selenite crystal. I'm like sitting there and I say the prayer and nothing feels different. 
And maybe I'm just tapped into the records all the time. So that's why I can't tap out and I can't tap in. (laughs) I don't think that that's very likely, but I love that idea. But I did try the automatic writing and that really helped bypass like my thoughts of like, is this real? Is this not real? I didn't have a moment to like even think about it. I just started writing. And as I was going along, I noticed that like the words necessarily weren't coming to me. It was almost like whole concept. And then I had to kind of like write and start to like parse out words to describe them. And I've heard people say that when they're channeling that like they don't use words that they would normally use. I started to notice that a little bit and I was like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. So I asked the question of what today's theme for this podcast episode should be. And what I wrote down was chasing freedom. And chasing freedom is not something that I have thought about or really sat down and have an opinion on, but I do today because that is the topic of today's show. So rather than ignoring it or embellishing on it or deciding that I know better than what I channeled, I'm going to talk about it and see where this goes. And I'm going to call upon my guides right now to share stories about chasing freedom in the highest good of me and for the highest good of anyone listening to this episode. Because I do actually have some thoughts on this topic. And I think it dovetails really well with the episode I recorded very recently with the amazing shadow work coach, Rachel Besser. We talked about healing our fearful avoidant attachment styles. And freedom is a huge topic for fearful avoidance. And I don't like want to get too caught up in the labels and the narratives and the patterns between the two, but freedom is really important for fearful avoidance. I think it's important as well for many, many other people for good reason. So when I think about freedom as a kid, freedom was kind of all that I wanted. I remember all the time when I was little, I just wanted to grow up so that I could be in control. Freedom and control are very like close knit together in my mind. So I remember being in my parents' car. I spent a lot of time in the car. I don't know about you, but like my childhood, like so much of it was in the car, either going to or from school or waiting for my parents to finish work. So I had a lot of time to think in the car. And I grew up in California, so like beautiful views while we're driving. I get to see this like beautiful land while I'm thinking so hard with my little projector baby brain. And Freedom to me was what I wanted most. I wanted to grow up and be in charge. I wanted to, this is weird, but like pay my own taxes because that was like, it was always a pain point in my family to watch my parents file their taxes. They were business owners. And so anyone who's a business owner knows that it's like a lot of work. It's not like an easy 40 form where you just like use TurboTax and you fill it out and you're done and you get money back. Like when you own your own business, you have to fill out many, many, many pages and then you have to pay taxes. (laughs) I don't think you usually get taxes back, but some people are probably on top of it in a very different way. And maybe they do get taxes. Maybe they do get it back. Not sure. For me, freedom was being an adult, filing my own taxes, making my own decisions. And it's all that I wanted. It's like all that I thought about in the backseat of my car. And to me, it was very much tied up with career and money and making um, smart decisions to make money. 
I also remember like babysitting and thinking like, cause that was, you know, the job when I was little doing as much babysitting as possible gave me the freedom to buy the clothes I wanted to express myself in the way that I wanted to go to the store and get whatever snacks that I wanted. It allowed me to hang out with friends at the mall. I spent a lot of time um, at the mall. I spent a lot of time in the bus going to the mall, probably thinking about freedom. (laughs) So that was my childhood that was really focused on growing up. And now fast forward to I'm an adult and I am totally recreating the programming and patterns that I learned as a child. I think the thing about chasing freedom that sticks with me the most currently is leaving my fundraising career. I've been in fundraising for over 12 years, working for larger nonprofits, helping them to raise money. And I decided that I wanted to strike out on my own and start my own business. And to me, starting my own business was just ultimate, ultimate freedom. It's that thing, again, I'm in charge. I'm filing my own taxes. (laughs) Why is that such a thing for me? I get to make the decisions. I get to drive the boat. I get to live with the consequences all of those things. And I am now two businesses later and I am really in the growth phase of this second business. The first business, I left my job to start a cape company like superhero capes, although they were mostly for festivals. Um, They were made out of really sparkly sequin material, super unique, all custom made, gorgeous, capes. And right as I decided to do that full time and start to sell at festivals and events, COVID happened. And COVID, you could say, was a huge loss of freedom. It restricted all of us to being inside And it did take away a lot. I mean, we're seeing so many different uh, laws and rules and politicization of this, of mass mandates. And um, now with the vaccine, it's like you can't eat inside, you can't eat it inside. And it really is, I think, a loss of freedom. It's a restriction into the home. It's a lot of isolation. Going through that change of chasing the freedom of having my own job and then having the restriction of COVID being put over it was scary, but got through it. My, my husband got another job. I was on unemployment and I kind of felt like I had the safety net to start my new business, which is this podcast. This podcast is like the ultimate expression of who I am. It's something that I've wanted to do my entire life. I've actually had a podcast before. It was about improv. I did one episode. I did one whole freaking episode. And then I never recorded another one. And probably because I wasn't as passionate about the topic. And also I needed to do a lot of internal work in order to put myself out there on a weekly basis. So there's a lot there. So I'm in this business. I am making all my own decisions. And I am literally my own 
boss. Like I get to call the shots. I get to send the emails. I get to decide on pricing. I get to do all the design. Like everything is up to me. And all of a sudden, all of this freedom feels a little chaotic. Like I lost connection and community within my job because I used to have, you know, work with tons of coworkers. And now it's just me. And the only people I work with are the guests on the show and the community that listens, all of you. So thank you. And that's a huge change. So if that felt like very chaotic to me, and then I had to find the confidence to start to put together offerings, to test them out, to see what works, see what I like, see what you like, all of those things in combination, in harmony together. That takes an incredible amount of confidence and curiosity. And then I would say discomfort, being able to sit through discomfort. And comfort is a huge need for me, especially I've noticed within the last four months, comfort has become my like go-to every single day. So right until about May, I would say I used to, even throughout all of COVID, I would dress for the job that I wanted. So I'd like put on my nice clothes, put my face on, and I would show up to my desk, show up to work as like my best dressed self. And then right around in May, I started to just get comfortable. I think I just leaned into the quarantine and the lockdown and really started wearing like sweatpants every day. (laughs) And sweatpants to me represent comfort. Another thing that represents comfort is food, chocolate, eating bread, turning the heater on, literally that's comfort, slippers, taking a nap during the day, a warm bath, cuddling with my dog. These are all super like things that represent comfort to me. And I think it's so important to define what comfort means and what freedom means so that we all know what we're talking about. So I really leaned into comfort because all of a sudden in May, I was really testing out a lot of new things. I hosted a one-year anniversary event for the podcast, and I opened up Magnetic AF, which is my membership program. And then more recently, I started coaching. And all of these things are outside of my comfort zone. And while I have the freedom to decide to choose to do these things and set prices for all these things, that doesn't mean that that's tied, like that the freedom of all those things is giving me comfort. In fact, it's a little bit chaotic. And as a fearful avoidant, I love chaos, but this is almost like sustained chaos (laughs) for like way too long, if you know what I mean. Like, I love a little bit of chaos. I love a friend that's like a little high maintenance, but not long term. <laughs> like, I need, a, I need a little break like here and there, you know? Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. I know I am. 
If you're enjoying the Lit AF podcast, I humbly ask you to make a financial contribution to the Lit AF tip jar. Your support will help make this podcast happen. Financial contributions help to cover costs like podcast hosting site, podcast recording software, and it also helps us to pay our amazing, talented podcast editor that brings us these sweet episodes every single week. Monthly and one-off donation options are available, and we've got some sweet thank you gifts for everyone participating. If you're interested in making your financial contribution, please visit sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Now back to this week's episode. Thank you so much. So chasing freedom has led me to where I am right now. And I want to talk a little bit about why I left my job. So I left the job to make all these decisions to be free of my own job because I really saw my relationship to the leaders at my old company similar to my parents. And I am embarrassed to say it, but it is so freaking true. And I think that our brain can often put those two people in the same category to use the space, the brain space that we've already got. Like we put our romantic partners into the same bucket as our parents because it, we're using that same brain space. Like we're we're trying to be smart about using that space again. So I am looking at my bosses as parental figures and now looking back, I'm like, wow, I really was chasing freedom in order to avoid the discomfort of setting boundaries, stating needs, and then sticking to those two things in my old job. So I want to talk a little bit more about what that means. With my old job, I was not advocating for my needs. And I was kind of doing it by the end, which I'm really proud of. But I've often heard in order to make big change, like if you want to make a big change, you want to make sure like getting a new job or breaking up, like you want to make sure that you're giving your A game in the current situation that you're in. And in hindsight, I see all the reasons why that is so incredibly important. What I wasn't doing was creating boundaries, time boundaries, communication boundaries, stating my needs, telling my boss like what I needed to hear from them in order to like feel good in my work. I think it's okay to ask for praise. I'm there now. I was not there before. It's definitely okay to say no to taking on new projects. I feel like I'm speaking to myself right now, (laughs) Sarah. It's okay to say no to taking on new projects. And I was asking for a raise and a title change and I got the raise, but the title change was taking forever. And I allowed the story of why it was taking forever to dictate the reason why it wasn't happening. So instead of processing 
the fact that it was taking forever and there could be a bajillion, million, gazillion reasons why it was taking forever. But instead, I decided to internalize that the fact that they weren't giving me a title change quick enough was because I wasn't qualified. They didn't believe in my work. They didn't want me to stay. The stories were just endless, endless and repetitive. Like every week I would go into work and I would just keep thinking about those same stories and like every twist and turn, like, you know, like I was so hyper vigilant. I would try to pick up on like, oh, oh, are they talking about me? Like, are they making decisions about me? Is this thing that my boss said about my work today? Does that have to do with this title change that I'm asking for? So instead of digging, digging down and really believing in myself, setting boundaries, I decided to choose the freedom of my own job. And I don't regret it, not one bit. This was absolutely the best decision I have ever made in my entire life. I am so excited to be here with you today. I say that every episode and I truly mean it. But I want to just, what I'm trying to point out is that leaving that job without really giving my A game, which would have taken years, so that was not the job to be doing it in. I think that I brought all of those stories and the baggage and those boundaries into this new job. And while I'm chasing freedom in this new job, I am learning so much about my money stories. I'm reading an incredible book right now. It's called Overcoming Under Earning. And I've done a lot of work on uncovering my own money stories. I coach people on how to manifest more money in their life. And this book is really helping me go deeper on my actual money stories and not just my money stories, but like my earning threshold, which I think is so fascinating to think of. Um, There's an exercise where I think about how much money I want to be making and there's like certain, it starts low and it goes through each of the different categories. And at 5k, I was just like angry and bitter and resentful towards myself, which is really where like I'm at right now. And then it goes up from there. So like 10k, 25k, like how do you feel about earning 25k and then 50k? And I'm like, oh, like in my own business, If I'm making 50K a year, I am really proud of myself only because I know how hard it is to get to that level and how much unblocking has to happen and how much like movement has to come. So like if I'm there, I am like really, really proud of myself. And then we go up to 100K and I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is gravy. Like we're feeling good. Then I got to 250K and I was like, yep, mm -hmm, this is it. This is where I want to be. So exciting. Things are lubricated. Like it's happening. Love this. It's a machine. And then I get to 500K and I was like, oh my God, I feel weird. I have fear about being a person that makes this much money. I have fear around who I am as a person at that level. And then I got to 1 million and I was just like, I mean, I just, I, like (laughs) total body block. (laughs) 
So the point of this exercise is to just notice what's coming up so that you know where your threshold is. And she talks about how different people are at different levels. Some people's threshold is like at 75K. Mine is definitely at 250. And I was shocked because I've been in so many different coaching sessions with other people and been like, I'm going to be making $6 million a year. Like, this is where I want to be. Hell yeah. And saying that number, I'm like, that sounds good. Like, should we be crazy and raise it? But when I'm actually saying that, it's almost like I'm posturing about where I want to be. But I'm not exactly being honest with myself about how I would feel about being the person that is making $6 million a year. (sighs) Again, it's almost like chasing freedom (laughs) without realizing the unintended consequences of what happens when I do chase that freedom. So I love this exercise because I'm actually like learning and being more honest with myself before I go into actually doing it. Because I think that our little sub, as we all know, but I'm just going to say it again, our beautiful, talented, precious subconscious is so good at keeping us safe. And if my subconscious is scared of earning over 500K, then it's going to sabotage me every step of the way every step of the way. And I'm seeing that now with like not asking enough for my services and being scared to promote and market my programs because I think my little subconscious is so worried about connection and rejection and not fitting in. And then I think when those numbers grow, this pattern will continue unless I actively work to reprogram and then also give myself the comfort I need while I'm in this discomfort of this moment. I think it's also celebrating discomfort, which I think is a really important thing, especially in this process. So our little subconscious, so, so, so sweet, so sweet, so smart. All it wants to do is keep us safe. In last week's episode, (laughs) Ellen Bowles talks about the fact that our ego, which I think is really similar to the subconscious, is not a villain. It's actually a really helpful tool. I like to say that I want to echo that about the subconscious. It's not a villain. It's a helpful tool. And it's keeping us safe in the best way that it absolutely knows how. But growth and what the soul wants can be really, really, really scary to the subconscious and the ego. And so I say that because doing some deep shadow work and uncovering this and just being really honest is like, I think, the path to being able to sit through the discomfort of chasing freedom. There you go. I tied it all back in together. (laughs) I feel good about that. (laughs) For a topic that was channeled and that I didn't necessarily have an immediate reaction to, I feel pretty good about that. But yeah, I really do feel like chasing freedom can lead to a lot of unintended situations, unintended consequences. And I want to talk a little bit about sabotage because a couple years ago, if you had asked me about sabotage, I'd be like, I'm not a saboteur. I don't, I'm, I don't do that. That's not me. I am a confident, 
charismatic, very like on top of her shit woman. And now I am fully capable of realizing all the ways in which I have fully sabotaged myself and continue to sabotage myself. So I look at sabotage now. I used to judge it so harshly because to me, sabotaging yourself meant that you didn't care about yourself or that you weren't smart enough to know better. Being dumb is a shadow word for me. So like, let's, I just want to lay that out there. Like my little subconscious is like, if you're wrong, then you're so shamed and you're rejected from society. So sabotaging to me now represents my subconscious operating in the literal best way that it knows how, which isn't working for me anymore. So how I'm moving forward with both chasing freedom as well as staying on top of my sabotaging ways is I am open to having another boss that I am stating my needs, creating boundaries around, and my whole goal with this next boss is to operate under the mode that I am enough. And how I'm doing that is just cognitive quick reframes. When I catch myself showing up and thinking I'm wrong, I am getting ahead of it and saying, no matter what they're saying in this conversation, in this text message, in this email, I courageously put forward my best effort. I'm also doing this like weird thing where I'm doing like a bird's eye view of me walking, like watching myself go into a room and thinking, or like walking, like I was just walking down the street to get lunch. And I was just thinking like, what would an outside perspective of me walking down the street think of me walking down the street right now? And like me outside of myself, I turn around and I see this gorgeous woman walking her beautiful dog down the street, dope outfit, just being amazing. She sounds awesome. Would love to say hi to her. From the internal perspective, I've got so many worries. Is my dress screwed up? (laughs) Am I like, is my face on right? How do I look while I'm walking down the street? So instead of really allowing the insecure method of walking down the street, I'm trying to embrace the bird's eye view of Sarah And seeing the talented, hilarious, very charismatic person that shows up here every week on the podcast, every every day on the streets of San Francisco to walk my beautiful dog. And in my job as a competent person that is doing the best that she can. And knowing that when I am putting work out there and I'm getting feedback, that the work that I put out there was the best that I could do in the time that I was given. It's huge. It's so huge. It is such a reframe. And I'm not perfect at catching it all the time. And I've been really sitting in it in this anxious anxious spiral that I've been spiraling down. But I think this is how to change my attachment style. And this is how to chase freedom in a, in a more healthy way for my own mental health. <laughs> that's my story about chasing freedom. And if you have some thoughts on chasing the freedom, come find me on the Instagrams. I would love to talk to you about it. 
I'm sure that this conversation could have gone in a million different ways, but I appreciate my guides. Thank you for helping me channel this amazing topic. I hope that you find this helpful in your own, in your own beautiful life of maybe chasing freedom or chasing control, whatever that might be. All right. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And please share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. Of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. And if you're interested in supporting the show and being part of the Lit AF community, join our Patreon by visiting sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week. Thank you.